0: I love dysfunction. I love it when people just speak and act in uh, in a manner that has no rational thought, no logic, no reason. I love it. And it's all around. You know, I did, uh, last week I started the show. Uh, it was either Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. I don't remember, but uh, it was just before Christmas. Anyway, last week I started the show with a history of Christmas. Now this, I just love it. People get, they get so angry. Listen, I hate all religions equally because all religions are equal. 100% bullshit. 100% is 100% is 100%. I don't care who your imaginary man or woman is. I, I don't care. It's bullshit. That's the extent of my opinion. Then I, which I didn't really say too much, but then I spent like 20 minutes going on a, a history of the holiday. These are facts. These are historical facts, not my opinion. People get so angry. They get so upset. And I love it. I just love it. It makes me so happy. You know, for, I do I just love negative comments. I just love it when people get so angry and they don't, they, they, there's just, they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) It's great. On a completely unrelated note, there's, there's this, uh, this place I like to go to in New York to get fried chicken. It's called Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken. And it's actually not the best fried chicken in my area, but there are just so many advantages to this blue ribbon fried chicken. Plus, you, and actually, you can get things there that I can't. I don't know how to get anywhere else. The thing I usually get there is they got this special. It's called the beak to bone or the beak to butt or something. I don't know. It's basically, you know, norm, you know they, they got, you know, wings and, and drumsticks and thighs and breast and all you know regular stuff. But what this this beak the bone or beak the butt, whatever they call it. They give you all the stuff that they typically don't even sell. It's fried. It's fried chicken, but it's chicken hearts, um, kidneys, gizzards, the neck. There's this like one big piece. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's delicious. I mean, I won't. I don't even eat a chicken breast. I don't like the white meat at all. If I'm going to have anything, it's going to be dark meat. But this is like, uh, it's just, it's just, it's fantastic. You, you, you It's all that stuff. I, I don't know where to get that otherwise, fried or otherwise. So it's phenomenal. Very, it's like that exotic taste. I'll, I'll tell you what, when I go to like, you ever been to those uh, Brazilian barbecues? When I go to the, I, I just eat like 50 chicken hearts. I, I, I eat chicken. I love it. I just love it. Um, Anyway, so anyway, I go to, so this Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken, not only do they have all these, you know, weird meats or organs or whatever you want to call it, it's a very nice atmosphere. It's It's a very large, given the area, it's pretty big. It's a big, it's a big restaurant. And it's one of those jobbies where you go and you order and then they give you that little beeper thing. So you sit down and you don't have to stand there like an idiot waiting for your food. So you go, you sit down, they got they got water. They have all these awesome sauces. They have like a, they got like a, a um, like a honey. Then they got a honey wasabi. Then they got a barbecue. Then they got a hot. Then they got some jasmine shit. That, that one sucks. But they got all these sauces. You can get as many as you want. And then this is the part I really like. They got You know how normally you go to a place that's got like messy finger food? They give you one of those little they give you those wet naps. It's like a little, it's that like package. It's like an inch and a half by an inch and a half or so. You take it out. You can you know, if you're lucky, you can you can clean off three of your fingers with one of these wipes. Well, not a blue ribbon fried chicken. These guys, they got a whole bin there. You don't even have to ask, they just got a whole bin of these uh these it, it's not even like a wet wipe. That's it's like a luxury moist towelette. It's in a it's in a wrapper. It's very easy to open, and it's a big thing. It's 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 almost like it's it's a little smaller than a paper towel in size, but it's good. It makes your hands smell nice. You can actually clean your hands with one luxury moist towelette. So naturally, when I go there, I grab like thirty of them. <laughs> I'm 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 such a fucking hosser. So I stock up on those, I stock up on the on the sauces, and uh I get my weird chicken gizzards thing. It's it's fantastic. So it's it's a little bit too long of a walk. So, you know, I ride my city bike there. So so last time I went there, um, as soon as I walk out the door, you know, I'm 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 really very used to people, you know, begging for stuff in New York. Generally the way it works is they say, Can I have you know whatever can you help me out you know they, they they got their own line they want money i depending on where i am like if it's a crowded area i just won't make eye contact and i just keep walking but if it if you're like alone and it's late you know you, i typically say something nice um it's uh it's nice at the end of the year because it's uh even though i'm an atheist i i say uh, no I'm sorry, I can't help you. Merry Christmas and God bless you. And then, I don't know, that always just seems to work, you know? I don't know, it's, I, I guess they feel like they got something. I don't know. It seems to work, though. That's my go-to thing. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year, God bless you, whatever. But this time, I... <laughs> so I walk out of... walk out of Blue Ribbon Fried Chicken. I got my, you know, my little... Carry on. I'm walking over to, to get my bike, my, my city bike, to, to drive it home. And I'm I I can't exaggerate this enough. I'm gonna do my best, but I mean it's I mean we're into like hardcore Amos and Andy territory here with this, and I'm not making this up. As soon as I walk out the door, this black guy standing there. He, he looked. He's, he certainly looked homeless, but. I don't know. He probably. Was. I, I don't know. I really don't know because this is this is not the typical behavior of a beggar in New York. First thing he says, mm-hmm. "Lordy, Lord, does that chicken smell good?" I'm just like, "Yes, sir." Say, like, "Boy, I sure would love to get me some fried chicken." And I was just like, "Uh." He's like, "Hmm, boy, what you got?" You got a breast, you got a chicken wing. What you got in there? I said, and then at this point I say, hey, yeah, I, I got to get home. Hey, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, God bless you. He said, That's right. I sure do wish God would bless me with some chicken. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, I'm looking around for the hidden camera. I'm like, this can't be real. And he's walking behind me. I'm I'm ha- I'm laughing because it's just such a it's like this guy is like embracing like a stereo, the, the, the stereotype and I'm just like oh my god but I'm a little nervous too because I've never had a beggar follow me for a full city block he's like oh I don't know maybe next year maybe I'll have enough money I can get me some fried chicken I'm just like why, why didn't the guy just ask me for some fried chicken? I wouldn't give it to him. I mean, I'm not going to stand there on the street, open up a bag. Open, you know, they box everything up nice. I'm not going to go through all this shit, standing on the street. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I, you know, if I got a honestly, if I got a dime in my pocket, I don't give it out because I just don't want the. I don't want. It's it's not that I don't want to give. It's just that I don't want the interaction. I don't. I don't want to make eye contact. I certainly don't want to touch. I just. I I don't want any part of it. You know. I pay my taxes. So, uh, just and, and he keeps following me, following me all the way to the bike. And he's just like, it's just like one time, I, it's just like, I'm a breast man myself. I'm <laughs> just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I had to try again. I'm like, God bless you. And, and it only stopped when I got on the bike and, and sped away. I didn't have a point. <laughs> Welcome to ClickBank. The show is it's finger licking good. Yes, I'm going down, yeah. I'm going down, 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 down. Alright. Yes, I got my big feet in the window. Got my head on the ground. Oh yep. Yeah. Here's something, you, you y'all, I was uh I was definitely late to the party with this, uh, this Fargo. I I, I think the season ended a few months ago, but I didn't know about the show. Holy shit. This is like, you know, Breaking Bad is like 10 out of 10. Fargo's a solid nine. You know, I'd seen the movie, it was alright, and I just thought that the TV show was just like a redo of the movie, but it, it's not. It's similar, but it's not. I'm telling you, this, uh, what the fuck is his name? Billy Joe Thornton? Is that his name? Billy Bob Billy Bob Thornton. Whatever. Anyway, I, I'd seen him back a few times before, I th- thought he was alright, but this character, he plays a, a, a complete psychopathic serial killer. In far in Fargo the TV sh- I think it was a I think it's an FX show so you should probably be able to get it on something by now I don't know anyway he plays the psychopath I'm telling you it is the best villain since Heath Ledger's Joker I mean it's just phenomenal uh highly recommended you gotta check this out Fargo it's great another another show that's pretty good oh and you know you know what here here's the great thing about this Fargo you know how most shows they 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 milk it as long as they can. They 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 keep making episodes until the numbers drop and then they they tie it up. It's like there there's there's you know some shows are different but like most shows they're just they're just trying to make it you know as many episodes as they can. With Fargo, it's 10 episodes for the first season and it all resolves. It's all done. After 10 episodes, the story is done over complete. You have to wait for next season or next half season or any of this nonsense. In 10 episodes, it's the whole story. It's done. No loose ends. No question marks. Just boom. Now, that being said, they are making a season two, but it's a completely different story and a completely different time period. There may be some characters that overlap and stuff like that, but this, this serial killer story, bang, overdone. Nice little bloody bow phenomenal highly recommended another show I've been watching this one just gets me mad it's called the affair very different very slow moving uh I'm working my way through that it, it's it's pretty good I forget the name of the actor who's like the lead guy but he's like a I don't know the the, the women they, they they think he's like the hottest thing ever he looks like a boxer who's gone like, you know, three fights too many or something. It's like a, kind of like a, like a VW bug. Like it's, it's so ugly. It's cute, you know? And then his wife is hot as shit. I forget her. Anyway, there's a story. It's an affair. They Whatever. So it's, it's pretty good. That, that's pretty good. But Fargo, Fargo's the shit. You gotta watch that. Okay, so let's let's just do the, 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 the top story first. If you haven't heard by now, I mean, it's all over the place. Finally happened. Kid, you know, an infant, got a hold of some e-liquid somehow and uh, supposedly drank it and now he's dead. There's the, there's the story from the Times Union. So I read this story and so much didn't make sense. Um the you know, it was it was interesting. Right on the uh right on the story there, they got uh the 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 author of the story, her name's uh Keisha. Keisha Kluke. She got she's got her phone number right on the story. So I said, I, I got a lot of questions. Like let's let, let's just go over this. So, so here are the details in the story, and then what I did was I uh I called her, and then I ended up getting a hold of the chief of police for this town which was interesting. Anyway, this kid and... Poor kid. Got a hold of some liquid somehow, right? Doesn't quite say in the story what it is. Uh, The the, the mother... It's it's unclear what the hell is going on. He's He's got a mother, and he's got a dad who's a woman, and he's got an aunt. Apparently the aunt had this liquid and they moved or something, and it was... Put in the wrong box. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how that's relevant. But that's that's all in the story. And uh, so this was, uh, I guess, this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, a lot of the stories about how he was a, you know, nice kid, you know, eighteen months old. Every kid's a nice kid. So the story, as the story goes, uh, the mother, I guess, Brenda, uh, or maybe that's the aunt. I don't even know. It's confusing. So the kid wants to watch Spongebob Squarepants, okay? So what she says, or what the reporter reports, is she turned around to put the show on, and then when she turned back, the kid's on the floor convulsing, right? Somehow she made the kid vomit, and then called 911. Uh, EMT worked on him, and then... uh shortly thereafter he died uh the police according to the reporter deemed the cause of death accidental um there's some so so there's a lot of questions there obviously right was this a bottle of e-liquid that you would go online to buy and it's ready to vape or was this you know high concentration diy liquid um how much did he drink of it? Was, was there a brand name? Was there a label? Was there a child-proof cap? All this, you know, but there's a bunch of questions. So, phone number's there, I decided to call her up. So, I talked to her, she's a n- nice lady. Seemed, seemed like a very nice lady, nice young lady, the reporter. Um. Oh, there was one more thing. Um. Well, two more things. One, Cuomo did just sign the bill requiring child-resistant packaging on all liquid nicotine and bans the sale under 18. Um, Okay, fine, you know. I think most papers would probably agree with that stuff. But here's a weird thing here also. Um, uh, She says... uh, Brenda, the, the Brenda, the the mother or the aunt, whoever, says she thinks that only she thinks only the pre-filled cartridges should be sold, and not liquid nicotine, a restriction that would have saved Eli. Okay, we all we all know that why that's a bad idea. Although she's probably technically right, but at the end of the day, like, well, then why'd you have it? And then why not just buy Mark 10 or blue and enjoy or whatever? No, they do loose shit now too. Anyway. So I called the report, I got all these questions. So the first question I asked was, was this ready to vape liquid? I had to, I had to go through the whole thing. Like she didn't know anything about electronic cigarettes. She just, to her liquid nicotine is liquid nicotine. So I said, can you give me more information on what's actually in the, you know, what was in the bottle? Did it have, do you have a picture of it? Did it have a labeling? What did it, you know, what did it look like? What is it? And she said, well, it was a, she said it was a glass bottle. She went back to her notes. It was a glass bottle. And she believed that the top was just a cork, which sounded odd. And I said, did the, did the, uh, did the people you interview, did they say anything about the strength? She said, yes. They said it was a hundred proof. Now, if you look at the pictures of this family, I hate to say anything bad about the family. They just suffered an incredible tragedy. But take a look at these people. Eh, You know what's going on here. I mean, whatever you're thinking, so am I. I mean, look at those pictures. Come on, Jesus Christ. So... Uh, I, I kind of give them, a, I, I, I think we can give them a pass at not knowing the exact uh, terminology to use. But to me, that sounds like, like to use that num- that that word, 100, there's very few things. They it, it could only mean one of a few different things. Number one, maybe it's 100 milligram, which would be, uh, you know, stuff you would use to DIY. You'd never vape that. You'd cut it down a lot from, you know, 100 milligrams. Um, milligram per milliliter to, uh, you know, you know, 20 the 24, 15, 24, 12, six, three, whatever. Um, so that was my first thing. And I asked her about it and she just said, my notes say a hundred proof. Now it could mean a hundred milliliters, but that's pretty unlikely. Most, most people aren't going to just have a, a hundred milliliter bottle of e-liquid. Line. That's an, that's a lot. Um, I don't think it meant like maybe like I was also thinking like maybe there was a label on it that said something like the percent. You know, sometimes it's it's, it's uh, represented as a percent. So instead of 24 milligram, they'll put 2.4 percent. So I was thinking, well, maybe it w- could have been 10.0 percent and she just saw it as 100. But 10. Is a very unusual 10 milligram per milliliter. That's a very un- unusual. It's not. It's not out. It's, it's not. I mean it's out there but it's very very uncommon strength it's usually you know six 12 18 24 that kind of thing you know so that really leads me to believe that it's uh, again I can't I can't confirm the shit from this conversation with this reporter but it sounds like it was DIY stuff so so here's the thing here's what we're looking at now, now this kid 18 months old right so I was thinking before I even heard you know from the reporter you think about what an 18 month old is 18 month old is able to do an 18 month old i don't think is really you know if you, if you got like a screw even just a screw on non child proof cap i think that's really put, i mean i'm not a parent and i tried to kind of look it up what kind of motor skills an 18 month old had it was kind of inconclusive some of you who are parents probably know better than me but like it, it it requires a certain amount of of of, of dexterity and and strength even for to open even just a regular screw on cap i don't think he the, the kid would have been able to do that but then the reporter's telling me that it's like a bottle with a cork which was it i don't know that's what she had in her notes seems odd especially to you know the strong stuff i mean you want to lock that down. You want, but then again, look at this, look at this family. All right. So, uh, what else did I, uh, I asked her a bunch of other stuff. She, she really didn't know. So then I said, all right, you know, she she mentioned that she talked to the police about this because the police showed up. And I asked if there was going to be any charges filed. And she said, no, but, um, she's like, you know, you could talk to the officer I talked to. I said, great. She said, I talked to Sergeant Austin Ryan. Here's the phone number for the, uh, what is this town called? Fort Plain or something? I think it's called Fort Plain. Yeah. So you can call him, and maybe he'll have more information from you. Because it's a shame. She just didn't really know the right questions to ask. It's not her fault. Nobody can be an expert on everything. So, So I called the station. And some guy picks up and I said, can I, can I speak to Sergeant Austin Ryan, please? And he says he's out on patrol, but he'll be back later. And he kind of wanted to get off the phone. I said, well, you know, hold on, maybe. So I'm thinking I'm going to ask for like a PIO or something like that. Um, and I'm like, well, maybe this is something you could help me with. And I explained to him why I'm calling the case I'm calling about. And then he's just, he's like, all right, well, listen, I'm the chief. And I'm like, the chief, like, this is some department, like, you call the police department. I mean, I'd be shocked if you get a lieutenant who picks up the phone. Even a sergeant would be kind of a maybe. Usually you're gonna get a you know, like a deputy or a constable or something like, like Oh, chief chief of police. Okay. And he's like and he was pissed. He was as soon as I as soon as I started explaining the case, I could tell he was he was very angry. He said, Let me tell you something. Sergeant Ryan was not authorized to talk about this case in any way, shape, or form. He should not have said the things he said to that reporter. We have a policy. When there's an ongoing open investigation, we don't make any comments at all to anyone. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm like, so, you know, I, I, at, I mean, at that point, I, I am pretty sure he's not going to give me anything. I tried. Oh, did I try? I tried every trick in the book. You know, I said, oh, I do this. I told him, I told him I do a, a, a radio show about health and wellness <laughs> and I wanted to educate the public about this so I needed more information I'm like well were, were the things that he said and were, were the quotes from the story correct and he's just like I can't I can't comment on it. I'm like all right I'm like can I get the information when the case is concluded he said yes absolutely so I got a case number um you guys can have it too if you want it feel free I mean what I'll be doing um, I'll call the chief back, I guess. I, I, I don't think I'll be asking for Sergeant Ryan, but, um, I'll call back and get the information. If he doesn't want to give it to me, I'll just do a freedom of information act request and get it. So it, it, it'll be a while till we get everything, but I'm going to get everything. I want, I want to know what that bottle was. I want to know all this shit. Anyway, if you want it, the case number is one four dash one eight one two. And again, this is the, uh, Fort Plain. Police Department in upstate New York. One thing you'll, you know, it, it's hard to, it's really hard to step on, you know, th- thank God, that you know, the family's not going to hear this, but when you read that article, it just, it just reeks of having zero personal responsibility. I mean, everything is someone else's fault except a parent or a guardian who, at this point, what we can, the, our, our best, our best evidence, and it's not, it's, it's it's nowhere near conclusive. It'll be conclusive once, you know, we get the, the uh, when I, once I get the police report when it's done. The best evidence is that this was DIY liquid. Really fucking potent shit. And the best evidence was also that it was completely open. You know, if you were, if what, she's, if what she's saying is true, she's just, you know, popping a DVD and her changing the channel or whatever, you know, we're talking about a 30-second a thing, you know, 30, 60 seconds to do that. All of a sudden, the kid's fucking down the bottle. It was open. You left fucking 100 milligram liquid. They were pro- she was probably DIYing at the table and just left it open with the fucking kid. And the whole thing, like, yeah, I guess I guess childproof caps are, are a good idea. Honestly, I don't want them um, for myself, personally. It's a pain in the ass. But I get it, you know, I get it. that You, know, you got to have them. But, you know, it wouldn't have stopped anything here. Because a childproof top doesn't work if it's not screwed on. It's sad, and it's a tragedy, and it will be used against us. Uh, And this will be, you know, since this is New York, you know, there's there's that bill on the table there. That guy, Hannon, from Long Island, who wants to ban all e-liquid sales in all of New York State. If, I mean, this will be an easy one. This is an easy, you know, you know, look, we got dead kids here. Well, just one, but we got a dead kid. And then if they're smart, they got a brain in their head. They'll use the diacetyl thing. Um. Whether or not they got the uh, the intelligence and a staff to go find that story, I don't know. But you do that, it's done. I mean, it's done. You got dead kid, you got poison in the liquid, or that's how they'll spin it, you know. Yeah. So sad. Ugh. All right, we got a phone call. Call her in the 408 area code. You're on the air.
1: Hi, this is Carol Keystone.
0: Uh, hey, what's up, Carol? How you doing? Pretty good. Welcome to ClickBang. How can I help you?
1: i got to turn down my sound.
0: Oh, go ahead. Um, oh.
1: So I wanted to point out that uh, I've gotten in some big arguments on uh, We Are Cassaw today and yesterday
0: over this stuff. Oh, yeah? How so? Uh,
1: because I keep saying we should be asking about child-proof caps and labels instead of saying it's the parents' fault. And I want to make it clear that that's not because I don't think it's the parents' fault. It's because when we start talking bad stuff on parents, that good parents will also hear that as being against them. It's like I just remember getting really, really mad Because it was hard to keep my kids out of stuff, and I'm not that good with being present in the moment. And I turned, and there was, we're in line for the checkout, so we're a captive audience, and there's these air freshener things that look like candy hanging at toddler eye level. And I would just think, damn, nobody wants to even give me a chance to do it right. So the reason I keep saying we should, when commenting on these stories, we should ask about child proof craps and. I would think we should be asking about strength of the e-liquid and be asking about warning labels is not because that's the issue. It's because that's how to look like we want vaping to be a good thing instead of a bad thing, instead of looking like we're in with the crowd that just says, I'm going to put spikes on every playground and break beer, beer glass in the Stands under the equipment and screw the parents you know because there's a lot of people that are like that and I feel as threatened by this as anybody else does but I also feel threatened by the responses and I know as a parent that you don't want all the parents in America to feel threatened by us
0: so so Carol my, my question for you is you you said a couple times we should be asking about the child proof cast we should be asking uh for the nicotine level uh, asking who
1: When when making comments on the news articles,
0: oh, okay, was
1: the cap on or off? What was the strength? Did it did say? Did the label say keep out of reach of children? What what was going on here? Yeah, because that way it makes it sound like we're in favor of safety, and and yet it's it still blames the parents without saying screw the parents.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: Because Mm -hmm. the answers to those things are probably going to be, you know, the wrong answer.
0: Yeah yeah it, you know it'll be interesting you know the, the the law that Cuomo just signed on Monday it's going to require it does require that all e-liquid that's sold in New York has to be a child resistant uh cap uh and over 18 which is which is i think that, uh, i think that was already in place anyway but anyway is the, the, the child. so i mean e-liquid it, and it kind of it, it kind of blows my mind like i like me personally i don't care i do not care about child proof caps me personally i i'd rather my liquid not have it. To be honest with you, but I understand that there's a need for it because you know people have a. I, it, it, it has to happen. I, well, but I, I, I mean, get you, it. you, but, you
1: could re- you could require them to be sold with childproof caps, but not forbid them to send a secondary cap. I mean, well, with, yeah, if I guess so. But in California, they have to sell everything in childproof caps. But if you say, "Gee, I've got arthritis and I don't live with kids," they'll give you another kind.
0: Yeah, I get it. Whereas I the get it. I
1: get it. I didn't notice for the first three years, but if I flip the lid and screw it in the other way, it's not childproof. Yeah.
0: But you, but you know, the thing is, it's like, it kind of, it kind of surprises me because if you go into a vape shop, I mean, a lot of those, it still blows my mind that a lot of bottles are sold where it's just, it's just a bottle and they don't even give you like a dripper top. I don't, I, it's just like a, it's like a, it's a bottle and a screw on cap with a fucking cartoon character on the front. Maybe it, it's buried somewhere. It tells you what the nick level is on it. And that's, and that's it. There's, like, no, no warning. Like, why wouldn't you kind of... What? And I'm talking about popular, like, name name brand, high dollar... Value. I'm
1: all in favor of doing that, and that's another reason to ask for it in the comments. But, mm-hmm. but when I say to ask about it in the comments, it's not only to promote childproof caps and labels. Yeah. It's it, also, even if you think they probably was a childproof cap, It's a way to blame the parents without sounding like you're anti-parent. Yeah, because vapor's all over in these comments and these things are sounding anti-parent. And parents outnumber us. We don't want to be anti. Somebody outnumbers us.
0: I see what you're saying. I think, I think there's, without putting a number on the percentage of responsibility, I think pretty much everybody is liable here. You know what? It's. I, I don't know how they sell that DIY stuff. I would, I would, I would hope that that, that that stuff is... Well,
1: no, I would ask the question just because I'd like the media to answer it. Sure, because sure. It's yeah. the, the thing is, if a child dies, it's the parent's fault unless, you know, some gunman attacked the family. But, just, but there's also the difference between a parent's fault, their attention lapsed, and a parent's fault, they were informed and they didn't read the label, versus parent's fault gee, they should have done a whole bunch of Internet investigation to find out what's in it because it wasn't on the label. I mean, there's all these different things. You know, we the... can talk about the things we can change. We can't change parents who aren't good. But when we diss parents who've ever had any kind of accident at all, it, it's, the tone of it makes me feel like, and I know better because I'm a vapor and a parent and a grandparent, but it makes me feel like, if i was a, if my kids were still toddlers instead of thank god being parents i would be feeling like vapors were against me in my efforts to keep my child safe
0: it's a fair point
1: and i don't want us to spread that image i think we can point the finger at the parents without pinning our hands red when we do it
0: you know i think it's i, I think it's actually a really good point because you, you, what you're doing here it's something i didn't I never really thought about you're making a distinction between the conversations that we have on our own, you know, semi-secluded social media uh, conversations, and the comments on the news articles, and I think it's an important distinction. Frankly, I didn't think about it, and I think it's a good point.
1: Well, and also, I think we should be slightly careful on the ones we have on our so own social media that are openly readable, but definitely on the news articles is where we should be really careful.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I thank you for bringing it up. I never, I never would have thought of that.
1: And I'm going to go, because I'm hungry. Okay. And you went and talked about all those hearts and livers and things, and, and then I find out I'd have to flat cross the country to get them, you still
0: <laughs> Well, I think it's a chain. Maybe, I don't know, look on the internet. Maybe there's a blue ribbon fried chicken I near did, you. I did, it
1: said Manhattan or something. Oh, all
0: right. Okay. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I'll go buy some and fry them myself. So there, bye.
0: <laughs> there you have it. Thanks for calling And There she goes, everybody. Carol. Uh, good point. It, it. You know, it's just kind of weird, though, that, like, why are... Just, just put the, the all these companies out there. They're selling these little bottles, these these bottles without any. Just listen. You're gonna be selling stuff in New York, right? Any company, you, you, it's at this point, it's gonna happen. You know, there's there's gonna be these childproof. Just do it now. You know, just get get it over with. It. It seems like most of the companies out there are able to find a bottle with a fucking childproof cap. Just just do it. I'm not saying it's gonna prevent anything at all, but just fucking do it. It's 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 time. But don't but don't don't send the childproof cap to me. Send, send me something else. You know what the the, the real the, the the real thing, I mean, if you got kids, you should have a lockbox. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, if you got a gun and and you got little kids, I, I should hope that you have a lockbox for it. I mean, this it's not just as dangerous as a gun, but shit, the kid's dead, right? Lock your shit. You know, you can get these lock boxes. You can mount them on a wall or whatever. That's all you got to do. It's it's problem solved. I mean, yeah, it's inconvenient, I guess, but... What, who, who am I? I mean, that's... The, that. Look, more to come, obviously. I'll get the police... I'll get the, the, the full report. I'll do a whole thing. I'll do a full investigation put together a dossier and update you when we have all the facts. But, um, yeah, it's sad. And it's going to fuck us. So I didn't make any comment last week on the two NYPD officers that were assassinated by that fucking psycho from uh, Baltimore because I wanted to see how the NYPD was going to respond to this and they blew away my wildest expectations the NYPD is in the midst of a full-blown temper tantrum let's start with the fact that this is a tragedy any 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 anyone who gets murdered like that it's a fucking tragedy it's awful um but the response Has been ridiculous, and it is not. And and, and the only thing it's doing is it's making people think even less highly, or it's just eroding any kind of public trust or respect that people have for the NY have or had for the NYPD. Okay, so the, the first thing is that when there's a funeral, what what happened was. The first cop at the funeral. You had thousands of cops turn their back to the funeral when the mayor, you know, went up to give a, a eulogy. Right? I'm no fan of the blood. I'm no fan of the mayor. All right, but this is not the time to make some sort of political statement at a funeral. You're turning your back to the family as well. Did anyone ask the family? If they thought this would be appropriate, if they thought this would be okay, of course not. You want to do that when you're standing in front of City Hall or at a meeting or or somewhere, anywhere but a funeral? I mean, it's not, because it's not just disrespecting the mayor, which I'm all for. I'm all for everyone's First Amendment right to say fuck you to our public officials, but not at a fucking funeral. I mean, how do people not know this? I can think of another group that used to protest at funerals. They weren't too popular. And then, from there, it gets, it just, it gets crazy from there. The NYPD is effectively on strike. Traffic tickets and summonses for minor offensives have dropped by 94% since the two cops were executed. That basically means they're not writing any tickets. Arrests for more serious crimes have dropped 66%. They're not working. Can you believe this? I mean, that can, you can only really come to one of two conclusions from that kind of... It's a strike, I mean that period it's a strike it's one of two things either a the laws are stupid and don't and shouldn't be enforced in the first place or b they don't care about our safety they're not doing their job 94% is a big number and the, you know what honestly the traffic the, the traffic tickets that's that's like those are laws i actually agree with Yes, if you're if you're going eighty and a fifty, yeah, you should be pulled over. They're not doing that. Ninety four percent. I mean that that that's a fucking temper tantrum, and and for what? Now there's a question. This is a question worth. Why are they so upset at the mayor? Well, the mayor said something. A little while ago, I don't think most people have actually read or heard what he said. This is what they're. This is word for word what De Blasio said, right? And I'm not defending De Blasio, but have a listen to this. This is quote um, when when talking about the. uh, I think this was about Garner, you know, when Garner was uh, was killed by the uh, NYPD for the loose cigarettes. This is what the mayor said. This is profoundly personal to me. I was at the White House the other day and the President of the United States turned to me and he met Dante, that's uh, de Blasio's son, who's, who's half black, and he met Dante a few months ago. And he said that Dante reminded him of what he looked like as a teenager. And he said, I know you see this crisis through a very personal lens. And I said to him, I did. Because Sherlane, that's his wife, because Sherlane and I have had to talk to Dante for years about the dangers that he may face. A a good young man, law-abiding young man, who would never think to do anything wrong, and yet, because of a history that still hangs over us, the dangers he may face, we've had to literally train him, as families have all over the city for decades, in how to take special care, in any encounter he has with the police officers who are there to protect him. And that painful sense of contradiction that our young people see first, that our police are here to protect us and we honor that. And at the same time, there's a history we have to overcome because for so many our young people, because for so many of our young people, there's a fear. And for so many of our families, there's a fear. So I've had to worry over the years. Charlene's had to worry. Is Dante safe each night? There are so many families in the city who feel just that each and every night. Is my child safe? And not just from the, some of the painful realities, crime and violence in some of our neighborhoods, but is he safe from the very people they want to have faith in as their protectors. That's the reality. What was so bad about that? You would think that the cops literally going on fucking strike. You would think that the mayor would have, I don't know, put on a ghetto blaster and played fuck the police by NWA or something. I don't know. Something crazy like that. What, What was so crazy about that statement? It's addressing a real problem. Everybody knows that there are, you know, young black, listen, the the, the problem is not one dimensional, okay? There's a lot of crime that's going on in these neighborhoods, and it's a lot of young black men committing the crime. Everybody knows that, but also everybody knows that a lot of these kids who are young black men who don't commit crimes are getting profiled, harassed. Uh, arrested, beaten, killed by the police. These are facts. This is happening. And to just bring this up, as listen, there are schools in New York City that are actually teaching children exactly what to do when they encounter police to protect themselves. And I say, thank God. Because too many, they they don't know what to do. They don't. They don't. Some kids still think you should run. You know, yeah. You know, there's things you should do for anybody, black, white, otherwise. When you encounter a police officer, my class, here, here's my here's my uh, uh, standing on one leg in an elevator class. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't move. You want the, the longer class? I'm I'm available. So we got that there and they're saying they've changed the whole way. Like when we're, when they do have to respond to a crime, they got to send double the, double the men, double the fire, whatever it is. They've changed everything. Listen, it's a fucking tragedy that these cops were executed, but they weren't responding to anything. They were just sitting in their car and some fucking whack job who had already shot someone earlier today, earlier that day, walked up and blew them away they weren't responding to anything. I don't think there was anything they could have done to prevent this. So what is this what is this fucking t- they feel I I, I don't understand it. it. It's listen, if you want to talk about safety, I don't know, I don't know what the logistics are of bulletproof glass in a police car, but I don't know. Shit, sounds okay to me. Do that. Talk about real safety they're 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 saying not just with words but with action that we do not care about the safety of the people of New York City the vast majority of who are law-abiding. We are not going to enforce traffic laws. We are not going to write tickets uh, for low level shit which hey I think that's great and we're not even going to pursue criminal activity. who wins from that? You're just showing people, and, and you know, at least you're being honest. At least you're being honest. You say, hey, fuck you. Fuck you, New York. That's what the NYPD is saying. Take care of yourself. That's what they're saying. And it's, uh, believe me, as much as the citizens of the city are getting that message loud and clear, the the the, 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 the actual criminals are here. It, it's It's like, hey. It's get out of jail free card. You don't even, we're not even going to go to jail. We can just do business and we got that much less risk of going to jail. I get that it's a dangerous job being a cop. I get that. But let me, I'm going to, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you 10 professions here and then you, you can guess what they have in common. Logging workers, fishermen, aircraft pilots, roofers, garbage men, electrical power line installation repairmen, truck drivers, oil and gas extraction, farmers and ranchers, construction workers. Those are 10 professions that are more dangerous in terms of number of death per 100,000 employed than being a police officer. When a truck driver gets into an accident and dies, does the whole industry revolt and say, we're we're not gonna deliver your goods anymore unless you cave toward them? No, you treat it for what it is. It's a tragedy and a job that's dangerous. Listen, it's part of the job. And for all the, 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 the eruption and the, the tantrum, why isn't anybody talking about, listen, he shot three people that day. He shot the two cops, and he shot his girlfriend. Everybody knows the name of the cops. Do you know the name of his girlfriend? A life is a life, and a psychopath is a psychopath. Believe me, listen, this guy was no fucking protester. He's got a rap sheet a mile long before he even shot these cops he shot his guy it's like he was gonna shoot he was listen if this whole fucking thing wasn't happening now this whole national debate we're having on police brutality he would have just shot somebody else right and here's the kicker this is this is just a, a morbid morbid fact about this whole thing this guy was from baltimore the killer right So he shot shot his girlfriend, and he actually went online on social media. I think it was Instagram. And he started telling people explicitly, I am going to New York City. I am going to murder some police officers. Okay? The Baltimore Police Department, they knew about it. And they actually contacted the NYPD to tell them. Here's the kicker. How did they do it? They sent a fax. I'm not making this up. They sent a fucking fax. What year is this? When you fax stuff to the police department, that's like at the end of the day when I don't know whoever's job at it, they check that once a day. And not to mention that It takes more effort to send a fax than to just pick up the phone. Pick up the fucking phone, say, hey, uh, there's this guy, social media is saying he's going to kill a bunch of cops. He just shot his girlfriend. Oh, really? What's his name? What kind of car is he driving? Where is he coming from? Baltimore? Okay, he'll be coming in through the Holland Tunnel. We'll be on the lookout for a fucking blue fucking Eldorado or who fucking knows what. This could have this could have been stopped. They could have caught this guy. They had a ton of information, but they sent the facts. You can't make this shit up. It's sad. So more let me read this this is not a not a huge fan of the New York Times love that sunday though I love that magazine but um this is from the editorial board when the editorial board puts out something like this it's it's a pretty big deal um okay editorial title police respect squandered in attacks on de blasio Editorial Board, December 29th. Mayor de Blasio has spent weeks expressing his respect and admiration for the New York Police Department while calling for unity in these difficult days, but the message doesn't seem to be sinking in. When he spoke at a police graduation ceremony at Madison Square Garden on Monday, some in the crowd booed and heckled him. This followed the mass backturning by scores of officers, no, it was thousands of officers, when the mayor spoke on Saturday at the funeral of Officer Rafael Ramos. The virtual back-turning the day before by an airplane uh, toad banner, our backs have, have turned to you. And the original spiteful gesture by officers on the night Mr. de Blasio visited the hospital where Officer Ramos and his partner, uh, Wenjin Liu, lay dead. Mr. de Blasio isn't going to say it, but somebody has to. With these acts of passive-aggressive contempt and self-pity, Many New, York police depo- many New York police officers, led by their union, are squandering the department's credibility, defacing its reputation, shredding its hard-earned respect. They have taken the most grave and solemn of civic moments, a funeral, a funeral of a fallen colleague, and hijacked it for their own petty look-at-us gesture. In doing so, they also turn their backs on Mr. Ramos's widow and her two young sons, and others in that grief-stricken family. These are disgraceful acts which will be compounded if anyone repeats the stunt at Officer Liu's funeral on Sunday. The NYPD is going through a terrible time, and the assassinations of those officers only underscore the dreadful dangers that rank-and-file cops face every day. And, in truth, there is some thanklessness to being a cop. Officers often feel beleaguered, jerked around by supervisors and politicians, obligated to follow rules and policies that can be misguided, held responsible for their mistakes in ways that the public is not, exposed to frequent ridicule and hostility from the people they are sworn to serve. It has always been that way with cops. But none of those grievances can justify the snarling sense of victimhood that seems to be motivating the anti-De Blasio campaign, the belief that the department is never wrong, that it never needs redirection or reform, only reverence. This is the view peddled by Union officials like Patrick Lynch, the president of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association. The cops are an ethically impeccable force with their own priorities and codes of behavior, accountable only to themselves, and whose reflex and whose reflexive defiance in the face of valid criticism is somehow normal. It's not normal not for a professional class of highly trained civil servants which New York's finest profess to be. The police can rightly expect, even insist upon, the respect of the public. But respect is a finite resource. It cannot be wasted. Sometimes it has to be renewed. The failures of some cops, the misguided policing tactics that feed a sense of oppression in parts of the city, the offensive provocations, of some in the police reform protest movement and the horrific killings of two officers have led the city to a dangerous point. But there's a way out of this cul-de-sac. It was stated at officer Ramos's funeral by an exemplary an exemplary public servant, that's the New York Times' words, not mine, and Stout de Blasio ally, ally Commissioner William Bratton. He put it beautifully, quote, the police the people who are angry at the police, the people who support us but want us to be better, even a madman who assassinated two men because all he could see was two uniforms even though there were so much more. We don't see each other. If we can learn to see each other, to see that our cops are people, like Officer Ramos and Officer Liu, to see that our communities are filled with people just like them too. If we can learn to see each other, then, when we, if we can learn to see each other, then when we see each other, we'll heal. We'll heal as a department. We'll heal as a city. We'll heal as a country. The mayor will be meeting Tuesday with leaders of the five. That was today. Uh, I'll skip this because uh, uh, nothing happened. <laughs> Everybody who walked out of that meeting said, well, that was fucking thick all. Um,. Anyway, uh, the mayor has been say, been doing and saying the right things, but he also seems to be taking great pains not to say anything to set off the cops. Surely many officers understand and accept his conciliatory words and realize that the things Mr. de Blasio has done, like hiring Mr. Bratton, increasing um, financing for the department, and modernizing its equipment are, are motivated by an honest desire to do right by the police department. The grieving rank-and-file, need to recognize this and also see the damage that many of their colleagues and their union representatives are doing to trash their department's reputation. Overall, very well put. So, I know I told you, and it's not my opinion, the NYPD is effectively on strike. So what happened? There was this guy, you've probably seen this, there's this guy. He's kind of like, a, I guess, on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She seems to like dancing. She's encouraging people to go out and just do silly dancing around people, and and video it, and I don't know, send it to her for some reason. I don't know. It sounds pretty stupid to me, but it also sounds pretty harmless. So there's this guy. He's got, you know, he's got a million of these videos. He goes around New York. He dances behind people, and when they turn around to look. He, you know, acts all normal. Um, it's kind of funny, I guess. It's kind of stupid, but it's certainly 100% harmless. So he's got a million of these videos, right, walking around. So one of the videos, he dances around behind a cop and then stops. What is the cop's reaction? Six of them surround him, throw him up against the car, start cursing at him, calling him a fucking idiot piece of shit. And then uh, after they frisk him, they throw they throw him down onto the street. This is I mean this is this is like a couple days ago. I mean, guys, he's a fucking idiot dancing. Okay? Let it go. It's no big deal. Just just say buddy, get the fuck out of here. All right? That's all you need to do. Or just ignore him. You don't fucking chuck a guy face first into the fucking pavement for doing a silly dance. He has broken no law. And on the flip side, let's say that this guy was doing a silly. Now, in all the silly dances he was doing behind regular people, You know, he got some funny looks. He got some laughs. Imagine for a moment if one of those people who he was doing a silly dance behind turned around and chucked him onto the street. What do you think would happen to that guy? He'd get arrested. Obviously, as you well should. Calm the fuck down, guys. It's not the end of the fucking world. Here's, um, this is not an NYPD cop. This is uh, upstate New York. Now, when I saw this this video, my first reaction, because I've seen a million of these, right? I've seen them all. Some some guy filming the police, you know, then shit happens, right? Shit goes bad. My first reaction when I saw this video was, This is a fake. This is a fake video. Because there's been there's been a couple of those, you know, and they get, you know, they get flushed out. I watched this video, then I then I reloaded the YouTube. I watched it again, and I said there's this is fake. Because it was too perfect. The cop being too dumb. The citizen being too well composed and completely polite. Usually something goes wrong in these things. Something's not, you know. Let me play you the audio. And uh, I actually verified that it's, and, and I'll explain why in a second. So so here's the deal. The guy's getting pulled over. He doesn't know why. And then it kind of, listen to this, listen to this. Oh, I forgot to fucking edit it. Okay. There we go.
2: And, I uh, decided to pull me over for I don't know... All right, there we go. Name is John Hotelling, and I don't know why I'm being pulled over. This cop saw me and, uh, decided to pull me over for I don't know what reason. How's it going? Put
3: the phone down.
2: Put the phone down? Yeah. Why?
3: Because
2: I'm so Am I not allowed to record, officer? Am I not allowed to record, officer?
3: Open your window.
2: I can hear you just fine. Open your window. I can hear you just fine, officer. Can so I have your badge your number, please?
3: Open your window.
2: Can I have your badge number, please? Am I being detained?
3: I'm stopping you for a trap violation. Open your window give me your license and registration.
2: I will give you my license and registration. Let's throw the cigarette out here.
3: that thought it was a good idea to come to my station and videotape us for some reason?
2: Am I legally
0: obligated to answer that question? By the way, no, you're not. You don't have to answer any questions. And you never should answer any questions to a police officer.
3: How about if I see you post this on YouTube, I'll find a way for the DA's office to arrest you.
0: Okay, so when I heard that, that was the point at which I said, I fake. no cop is dumb enough when he knows with a hundred percent certainty he is being recorded. No cop is going to say to somebody, if you put that on YouTube, I will go to the district attorney and find a reason to arrest you. No cop could possibly be that dumb. I, I thought that I mean, maybe if he didn't know he was being recorded, yeah, I could see that. But, I mean, that is a flagrant violation of the law. Cops get fired for that shit. I figured no way could that be real. I'll back it up a little so you could hear it.
3: How about if I see you post this on YouTube, I'll find a way for the DA's office to arrest you.
2: Is it illegal to record police officers?
3: When I tell you to put the phone down, you disregard what I'm telling you? Yes, it is. No, it's not.
2: So am I being detained for recording?
3: Put the phone down.
2: Is it illegal to record officers? Your to registration. Okay. Insurance or not? Yes. yes. to deal with you. May I ask why I'm being stopped, officer?
3: because your exhaust is extremely loud in this car. That's why you're being stopped. You don't have an answer to that one?
0: It's not a question. (laughs) The guy's smart. He just keeps his mouth shut. It's not a question.
2: May I ask why I'm being stopped, officer?
0: because your
3: exhaust is extremely loud in this car. That's why you're being stopped. You don't have an answer to that one? That's a legitimate EMPT violation that I'm stopping you for. What is your answer to that? Can you get the phone out of my face? I'm trying to talk to you, not the phone.
2: Is it illegal to record?
3: Put the phone out of my face while I'm trying to talk to you.
0: I can hear you, and I'm talking to you, officer. By the way, I'll put the link to the actual YouTube video. The phone's not in his face. The guy It couldn't be in his face. His window is only open like two or three inches. So it would be physically impossible to put the phone in the officer's face. He's inside the car.
3: Trying to make eye contact when you keep putting in front of you. I'm looking at you. So you still don't answer my question.
2: What is your question, you're officer? answer
3: all your questions. What is your question, officer? You asked me why I stopped you. I okay. said because you're exhaust. And then you stopped saying anything.
2: What, what do you expect me to say? I gave you the say? answer.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. And I asked you a question before of what is your issue of always videotaping.
2: Am I legally obligated to answer that?
3: You're obligated because I asked you to. That's why.
0: You are not. You do not have to answer any questions whatsoever. In fact, you shouldn't even talk. You say, I, officer, if you, if you want to be super polite, officer, with all due respect, I invoke and refuse to waive my Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. And then you put your top lip to your bottom lip and you remain completely silent and you are 100% within your legal right to do so. That's why. Am I being detained?
3: I'm back with you in a minute.
0: Okay. So that's the end of the video. Um, I'll put it in the, the YouTube uh, link in the replay notes. Here it is for you guys listening live now too. So like I said, I saw this and I said, it's, it's gotta be fake. It's, it's too fucking perfect. It's like the officer is basically demonstrating that he pulled this. He's saying it's because of loud exhaust. And actually you do hear the exhaust in the thing, but I mean, it, it sure seems like he's pulling him over cause he recognized him as the guy who apparently went through a, I didn't see any other YouTube videos on his channel, but apparently he went to a station and recorded also legal, um, and then he says he's going to get the DA to bring up bring him up on charges if the video goes on YouTube. Obviously, the video is on YouTube. Last I checked, it's got like I don't know, like eighty in less than a week. It's got like eighty thousand views. By next week, it'll be it'll probably be double that. So I'm like, this has got to be fake. So I'm like, all right, let me look. He, he the guy claims this officer. You could clearly see his face in the video. So, o- Officer uh, Rosenblatt. So let me see what I can find about that. Let me see. Is there actually an Officer Rosenblatt? Oh, shit. There is. He's got a Facebook. He's got all his. That's definitely him. That is definitely him. I'm looking at his Facebook. And I'm just like, all right, let me take it one more step. I so, say, maybe this cop's dumb enough because he's. If, if this video is real, he's certainly dumb. So let me see if he's dumb enough to have an unlisted phone number. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. He very much does have an unlisted phone number. So I called him. Called him at his home. His wife picked up. I gave some bullshit. I said, I'm, uh, I looked up, uh, the name of a newspaper near, near him. And I was just like, um, uh, I forget what name I use. I'm, I, I'm Joe Blow from the, uh, uh, Schenectady scuttlebutt or whatever. I don't know. I made up. I, I looked up some shit and made it up. Right. I'm calling for comment from your husband about the video online where he threatens the uh, the motorist to get the charges, and she freaked out. I'm so stupid not to record it. But she's like, th- she's like, he didn't do anything wrong, and I'm not giving you any comment on that whatsoever. And and hung up. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is real. This is definitely real. Damn. P- perhaps the dumbest cop in America. I mean, if this guy has gets the worst lawyer in the world, I mean, he's gonna get something. You can't do that. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot say I'm gonna use. I'm. I'm if you if you put something on YouTube, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way for the DA to. You can't do that. That is straight up. That is believe me. That is way more illegal than a loud muffler by like a million times. Dumb, dumb, dumb.